It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle. Our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Follow Three Point Podcast on social media at Three Point Pod. The fellows will get it rolling right after this from our partners. Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of Three Point Podcast, located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. Well, it's time for episode 255 of the Three Point Podcast, presented by the Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center and SkyMint Cannabis. Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center, man, that place is just awesome. Included in your Wellness Center membership is the use of all their exercise equipment, the Sky Track, where you can walk, jog, or run around the track and have excellent views from throughout the campus. I'll tell you what, I like kind of getting in there in the morning right before uh, daybreak. It's kind of cool to have the sunrise over the horizon while you're walking around the track. It's really a very neat thing. That is cool. And a part of it, I know I always jump in to yeah. in the middle of your open. but That's all right. That's what, it's freelance, man. I, I'm sure we're going to hear about Jared's boot camp, his, his, um, oh, yeah. you know, what, what he's doing out there on the West Coast. He's rocking the sun's hat, so he's all in on Phoenix right now. But uh, <laughs> the, talking about working out in the morning, there's something to just getting up and getting it in. Yeah. Because the times that you're like, you know what, I got a couple things to do, and then I'll go do it around eleven o'clock or noon. Uh-huh. Next thing you know, it's noon, and you're like, ah, I can't, I can't fit it in, and then you end up not doing it. Get up, get it in, you're done. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It's a great way to to get the endorphins going for the rest of the yeah. day. You know, get you all fired up and, and ready to rock. You know, and as part of it, you get your workout in, then you go sit in the sauna or the steam room. It's all good. Uh, SkyMint Cannabis farm to staff grown right here in michigan over 15 locations throughout the state uh just a, a great great company if you're over 21 go online at skymint.com check out all the great latest deals and sign up for the rewards program gift cards available all kinds of discounts and use that coupon code at the front of store 3.20 for 20 percent off skymint products also our local partners include az printing solutions Capital Sports Fieldhouse, Pro Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. By the way, fellas, with AZ Printing Solutions, you know, I'm going to be maybe doing some things down the road. The three of us might be doing some special things. I had them, uh, they're working on putting together a nice three-point podcast banner with our logo right in the middle. It it looks sweet, the markup I saw, so I'm looking forward to getting that. Nice. Are you using that for those the the, the radio like the radio calls that you do the three PP production radio? Yeah, calls? yeah, that's what I figured I'd use that. Cool. And then if we do any other things out there out in the public, we have something uh, you know to use. And Jared, I know everybody is just anxious to hear about uh, what's been going on in Arizona. Why don't you get us rolling? So I see, the, I get I see the lights are on. The lights are on, so you're not doing an Aaron Rodgers darkness retreat. Yeah. <laughs> got the TV on. I'm sure. uh, he's, he's mid-retreat right now, I believe, um, as am I. Um, so I'll just start with before I even got here. Uh, I tell you what, the airport, flying, every time I do it, I swear I'll never do it again. <laughs> it, it makes me lose all hope for humanity every time I step on an airplane. I, I mean, so I sat in the very back of this plane. And for whatever reason, I kid you not, for this four and apparently an extra 30 minutes to this flight, four hours and 45 minute flight, 
because we were flying into a headwind. Um, there was a line to this bathroom. I've never seen anything like it on an airplane. There is a four or five person line just lined up in the aisleway this entire flight. How hard is it to turn around, see that there is a line, and just wait for it to clear out? Believe me, you can wait another five minutes. You, you're not going to die. Uh, it, the line will eventually slow down, and you're not going to be standing, leaning on my chair, waking me up, bumping my shoulder every time you're standing there, walking by. I, I, it just irritates me every freaking time. Another thing that really irritates me on airplanes, a lot of complaints off the start, the snack. <laughs> People, dude, we're, we're, we flew on at 9 o'clock. The people sitting right next to me, man, they had a whole like boxed lunch. This is like something Ted would do. Whole boxed lunch <laughs> for a four-hour flight at 9 a.m. Getting to Arizona at, at noon. S- sandwiches, chips, cokes. <laughs> Why? You can't go four hours without eating. Seriously, if you want to pack a granola bar or something, yeah, go ahead. Knock yourself out a full freaking meal for yeah. a four-hour flight at 9 a.m. It was enough to drive me crazy. Uh, one more thing on the absolute on the flight experience. I maybe talked to some guy who was the most perplexed and confused guy in the entire world. So, so he was sitting in my row. So I had to get out. And like I said, I sit in the back of the plane. So rather than just like go sit back down for two seconds, I was like, I'll just wait for this guy to get out of the bathroom. I'll stand in the back of the plane for two seconds. As we walk back there, one of the bathrooms is occupied. One of them is not. The The door says lavatory. This guy sitting here staring at the door with a green light on it. And like basically waiting in a line for a ghost in this bathroom <laughs> to the point I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure there's nobody in there. You go ahead and go in there. He like analyzes this door again, looks it up and down, like doesn't go in to the, so finally I literally, I'm just like, I'm, you know, I kind of got to go. I'm just going to go in front of this guy. So I just <laughs> go to the bathroom. Uh, and I think the reason this was a problem is because the bathroom door said lavatory instead of just bathroom. I, I mean, no fault of this guy. He seems like a nice enough guy, but for whatever reason, that word, just was so foreign to him that he did not want to risk walking in there for probably fear that the entire plane would explode if he yeah. opened up that door. So it was just a bloody little minute interaction that has stuck with me this entire trip, man. Uh, but hopefully he kind of figured out that that is the, la- the word lavatory is in fact, another word for bathroom. Uh, so that kind of wrapped up my uh, flight journey. Where, where do you guys stand on flights? Uh, I just, I don't know how you do it. Ted, you fly all the time for your job. It's not, yeah. it sounds like, hell, man, it depends. You get you get some hellish flights, but usually, I, I kind of got it down, and I, I you know I don't have any nerves whatsoever. And when I get on the plane, I have the headphones in because I really don't want to make small talk with my, you know, seatmate next to me. So uh, even if I'm listening to something or not, I'm kind of ignoring them. But I, uh, I just sit there. I usually try to get the window seat unless it's a cross country flight. Then I like the aisle. But I, uh, I snooze it out before the plane even takes off. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm a little surprised that you pull the the earbuds, even if you're listening or not, you know, to to ignore your seatmate, because I, I figured you'd be chatting them up, talking and telling some stories and stuff. But I'm kind of down the middle. Like if it's it depends on what's going on. I, I'm not against talking to someone, but there are definitely those flights that you're just like, I want to sit down. I don't want to interact with anybody. I just want to sleep. You know, all that the whole box lunch thing. <laughs> there are certain things that like you know, unwritten rules. I don't know if you want to say unwritten rules or just like being courteous of everyone else on the plane. And one Tuna of them fish is, sandwich, one of them. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> if you're going to bring food from, you know, a restaurant or wherever that's in the airport, be cognizant of what it smells like. Because, right. you know, the people that get like a big old nasty, yeah, tuna fish sandwich or, you know, some food <laughs> that just reeks up the whole plane. It really is. I understand if you're hungry, that's fine. But it's like, how are you eating like an egg salad sandwich on an airplane that's yeah, going to make the whole thing smell like a fart? And it's just like, <laughs> this is nasty. So, you know, it, it's small stuff like that. It's like, I get everyone, you know, you might be hungry. Okay, cool. Get some food. But think about the whatever, 50, 70 other people on this plane. Well, people just have part, no shame. Well, the other part with that yeah, real quick, Jared, the other part, everyone's different. Everyone's bowels, everyone's digestive system is different. <laughs> I can't imagine if you're on a four hour flight like you were, Jared, eating a full on meal like that. I don't want to risk having to sprint to the bathroom or something like that and holding everyone up for 20 minutes in there. I just wanted something light to get me to my destination and then I'll get some food. 
Yeah, it's just, I don't know if it's the smell. The thing about the whole box lunch thing, it was not necessarily that it smelled bad. It was just like the whole, how long it took them to get it prepared. They got to bring out the lunchbox and they got to unzip it, dig through it. And the, and his old lady, the, the one sandwich, grab his sandwich, grab the pan, the chips. Like it, and then they're eating it for the next 30 minutes. It's like, you really just can't wait uh, two hours to get off this plane. Another little pet peeve I noticed while I was on the plane, uh, the people that are kind of like, let's say you get separated from your, you know, wife or these other people that are going on a trip with you and they feel the need to come and like check in with you like once an hour. Come stand next to you, talk to you. The guy literally was leaning on my seat as he's talking to this person next to me because he's got to check in with them. I, they're going to be fine. Uh, guess what? If they're not going to be fine, you're not going to be fine either. So they'll be fine. Just sit in your seat and shut up, man. So I, I, I think the thing is, and I kind of thought about this as well, everything was irritating me. Maybe it's like a Shutter Island scenario where I'm the crazy person. And I think everybody else around me is crazy when in actuality, I'm the true crazy person. Uh, but maybe, as for the actual... Maybe you're just really time, already... You're already getting really set in your ways. Yeah. If, you, if you're going to travel, you just want it to be a, a car ride up north to, you know, your your Ted Fatel, your, your Fatel family uh, reunion. Yeah. You know, you just want something like that, not a cross-country flight, you know? Well, yeah, and I mean, we don't even have to talk about it, but you guys know that, that as soon as the plane lands and you got to stand right up in the middle of the lane, I mean, there's yeah. there's no hope there. You'll never stop that problem. So I guess you just deal with it. Everybody's bitched about it enough, but I don't even need to hit, hit talk about that. Um, two two quick comments there, before you get it. Two quick comments yeah. before you get into your boot camp uh, recap. Number one. Uh, apparently it didn't mellow you out any, obviously, since uh, <laughs> this whole plane trip still got you riled up. And and number two, I've at least never dropped a deuce in the bathroom on a plane. And those people that do, you, I, I feel sorry for them. That's all I can say. I mean, some, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Do. And that, that's that's why I stay away from I'm not eating like Taco Bell before I get on a plane. You know, I, you got to be strategic with what you eat. Absolutely. Well, Jared, fill us in. Are you in yeah, tip-top so shape? You got to continue it on? I feel great, man. Uh, I got here. Uh, to be honest, today's the first day I felt great. Um, I've been working out 6 a.m. every day. Puked the first three days I was here right after my workouts. Just felt horrible, man. Uh, and then yesterday was kind of like the final like hell day where I woke up and I just had a migraine from hell. Had sh shivers, migraine, felt like I was going to die. Uh, apparently, it's a symptom of some sort of sugar withdrawal that I'm dealing yeah. with. Um, so I was gonna, I was gonna ask, is changing your diet part of the boot camp too? Oh, it's I haven't ate anything but meat and veggies here. That's it. Yeah, no uh, carbs, black coffee, nothing. Yeah, nothing bad whatsoever. Uh, and so I just have been grinding out these workouts, and you feel a lot better immediately. I, I mean, but uh, one thing I will say, you know, outside of the fact that now I'm done puking, I feel a lot better. It's embarrassing realizing like how far like i feel like i'm lifting the same amount of weight i lifted when i was like a fifth grader like now that i'm <laughs> hopping back on these weight racks that's it's i'm not even going to share the numbers man but <laughs> it's literally like about the amount of weight i lifted when i was in like fifth grade uh so that was a bit of a wake-up call but ted you weren't kidding now that i'm back in the gym life i mean these boomers they have they have no shame man i mean they're <laughs> they're full frontal everywhere you go in that locker room sauna locker room pool hot tub i mean they just let it they let it they let it fling, man. So I don't know if that's a boomer thing, but uh, I will say Kinda. this: I only noticed boomers doing it. So yeah. uh, maybe it's something with your generation. I don't know what they were taught, but uh, hundred percent, hundred percent is Jared because you know I thought it was kind of after looking back at it growing up. You know, we had you just went in the shower and that that's the way it was. And then I think your age group, maybe a little before uh, you, you some of your nephews. Even in middle school, you'd wear a bathing suit in the shower after phys ed. That, that, that's definitely something that is your generation, you know? I think that, it's probably gone in waves. I think there's yeah. part of, um, you know, you talk about like whether it's with the things you say, like certain mm -hmm. language or whatever. Like if, if kids, you know, babies use certain language, it's like cute, funny. But then you get to an age where you're like, yeah, that's not acceptable. And then you get old enough to where it's back to being funny again because you're like old and senile. Maybe that's the same with being nude in a locker room. You know, if a, if a little kid is, it's like, oh, look at their little tushy. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> so, like Jared and I's age, it's like, yeah, you know, maybe throw a towel on. Right. You get up, you know, past 60, 65, then you just don't care. You just. It's, yeah, that's what's weird about it. It's not like I have no, you know, I don't think, I think that's maybe an exaggeration a bit of the whole swimsuit thing. Hey, I got no problem with you doing the shower, man. Uh, it's just the fact like they'll get out of the shower and they'll just be bare butt on the bench, just yeah. full right. legs spread, like talking to their buddy. 
And it's, yeah. I just don't, I just, I don't understand it. I, right. I really don't. Uh, just throw on a towel. That's all. Absolutely. I'll say. I agree. So I got to ask. So the, the boot camp thing. So you're kind of getting through, you're maybe getting through that first stage, you know, over the hump yeah. type of thing. Is your brother setting you up like basically with a plan for, you know, when you get back to Michigan, you know, like, are you just going to kind of wing it when you get back? Is this something no, you're going to continue? I mean, that's the goal. Yeah. As, 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 I mean, this is all for nothing if, if I don't. Um, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's what a lot of people, it's a lot of what, uh, you know, college programs and they, it's called the, you know, Jim Wendler. Basically, it's, you know, you do five, like one week you do all sets of five. The next week you do sets of three. Then you do sets of, you know, a set of one. And then you kind of, it ups your numbers. You type it all into a spreadsheet. It, it right. calculates everything for you. Hmm. Um, and then a few auxiliary lifts as well. So, yeah, it's the same thing we did in high school. Kyle Robinson brought it to Karana. Uh, and it's 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 simple. You don't overthink it. You get your core lifts in uh, and you kind of move on. It takes the thinking out of lifting. Right. Uh, you always, like I mean, it's it. I hate I don't know how people do it where they just walk into a gym not knowing what they're going to do that day. Hmm. Just got to have some sort of set plan. That's right. that's always been rule number one, two and three. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it helps to know what you're doing. <laughs> First of all, right. that's why I always think the people, you know, there's there's that whole Jared, I'm sure you're aware of this guy. He's become fairly famous on TikTok and social media. Joey Swole. Yep. Um, have you come across his videos, Jared? Yeah, I've seen him. Uh, yeah. So yeah, he, he's, he's a huge like... he's a huge bodybuilder. Ted, you you could look him up. I know you're on TikTok, but his <laughs> whole his whole mission is to get people in the gym to to right. take away the negative, um, you know, cloud around gym culture and stuff like that. Try and get people in the gym that are maybe scared because they don't know what to do. They don't want to look stupid or they don't want to look like a fool trying to use these machines or whatever so i think kind of like the point i'm trying to make is like you're it, there is something to that jared you know if you're if you want to work out great go first of all but also like figure out what you want to do because you don't want to go there and be like oh, i'm gonna step on the treadmill for 10 minutes and then let me wander around and see what this machine does next mm -hmm. thing you know you're there for an hour and you haven't even done anything yeah. you know so figure out some sort of program. It doesn't have to be some crazy professional thing that you pay $200 a month for or something like that. There's so much free stuff you know, out there anymore. Like just look up some simple beginner workouts or, you know, whatever, whatever can get you in there. So, and I know your brother obviously knows what he's doing. So I'm sure he's setting you up and you know, you, you got it going. So you're, you're yeah, over that first part. So now keep you just it going. Go keep it going yeah it's like i like it's like the only motivation is man i don't want to go through these withdrawal symptoms again i, I kid you not it literally felt like i was like going through a drug withdrawal for a couple of days oh, I, I did doing these workouts i think i i maybe talked about it it's been two years ago now i did there's this it's not a diet it's, it's like supposed to be a lifestyle change it's kind of a cleanse it's called the whole 30 for mm -hmm. for 30 days you kind of cut out junk basically and one of the things is sugar right. and Honestly, after that first week, basically what you're going through, Jared, of going no sugar, I felt like I had the worst flu in the world. I felt like hell, death for like three days. And I, to the point where I was like, what is happening to me? I ended up looking up. Yeah, sugar withdrawal is one of the biggest things, you know, when you do stuff like this. So, yeah, I'm sure that's what you're getting. <laughs> when, you, when you go from having sugar and then boom, you just cut it straight out of your oh, diet. A lot of sugar, man. Usually yeah. like a Big Mac or McDonald's every night. Yeah, that'll then you just cut it cold turkey. It's like your body. It's like feeding it healthy food. It, it's like it wants to like rip yourself apart. It, it doesn't know what to do with the food. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's that's a wrap. But other than that, man, I've just kind of been relaxing, uh, you know, enjoying some good sports. I mean, we, we kind of talked a little bit off the pod. I mean, we had a couple big sporty sporting events this weekend, dunk contest, Michigan, Michigan State, all-star game going on tonight. The two-hour time delay that you're on here on the mount on mountain time, it's incredible. It's the perfect change mm -hmm. from East Coast time for sports. Yeah. I mean, think about the Michigan, Michigan State game started for us here at 6 o'clock. Uh, yesterday, the, the dunk contest started at 8 o'clock. It, it's right. perfect, man. It's perfect. Yeah. I know. I remember hearing Colin Cowherd talk about it a few times back when I used to listen to him. I don't anymore. But, um, you know, he's out in L.A. And he would always talk about how much better it is out there for sports because – yeah, those, you know, think about NFL game, like Sunday night football that doesn't kick off until whatever time, Monday night football, you know, you exactly. got to struggle to stay awake. You're on the West Coast, it's fine. The only thing that would be weird to me is like noon for us, East Coast, noon kickoff football games being at 9 a.m. That'd be like kind of strange, you know, like right. especially if you want to wake up and tailgate or something. It's like, how do you do that? Right. But 
I guess you yeah. know most team most teams on the West Coast don't play noon games, but I mean, like if you were a Michigan fan and you're wanting to watch a Michigan game and you got to watch them at 9 a.m., that'd be kind of strange. But set up yeah. a brunch, man. Get that right. brunch going. <laughs> yeah, I guess you tailgate after the game. Maybe there you maybe go. Uh, yeah. The only but thing I got, you got you've, you've got something coming up, Ted, right? You, Jared's on vacation. Ted's about to go somewhere, apparently. I'm, well, yeah, things are fly, things have been flying here, guys. On a, on a depressing note, uh, my dad, his health right now is not the best, so we're dealing with some health issues with him at the moment. But on a more positive note, Amy's going to have my granddaughter number four, wow. and nice. it looks like the date has been moved up because I put my wife on a plane today. To go out to dc oh, wow. and i'm on i'm on hold you know as soon as i hear hey she's heading into the into the hospital to give birth she had quite a long labor last time and as soon as i get that word i'm just hopping in the car and heading out to dc and she'll lana will ride back home with me on the way home but nice. yeah, it's exciting you know bailey little bailey coming up number four and no, it, it, it's four. all girls right all, all granddaughters girls. All girl daughters, all girl granddaughters. So, what is your obsession with driving to a lot of these places? I mean, you got you make bank, man. Why are you not flying out? <laughs> well, number one, it doesn't matter on the bank, Jared. But I, I just have always liked to have control over my schedule. You know, if I want to, <laughs> if I want to drive at four a.m., I can. And once I get there, I got my vehicle. I can just right. hop around instead of renting a car. That yeah. I don't really have an obsession over. 12 hours if that's kind of my that's always been my cutoff even as a sales guy if it's anywhere from 10 to 12 hours it's iffy on whether i'll fly or not yeah. otherwise i'm just driving that's it it's all it's i mean and it, you can find deals on flights but it, it's also it is pretty pricey to fly depending on where you're yeah. going and everything so that's part sure. of it too i bet absolutely well that's good catch up fellas and uh I don't, unless you got something to add matt not really i mean i've got a you guys are making me think about, I've got a Disney trip coming up at the end of March. So you, you just got me looking forward to that. All this talk about travel and everything. But, no, that, that's down the road. Make it there. That, that's one of those places that's on my list. I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to do it, but it's, it's, I got to go there. I, I went there when I was a kid. Don't remember a whole lot about it. It's magical. Uh, but it seems like a blast. Yeah, absolutely. Got to get the, the girlfriend to go there. Do a little date weekend down at Disney. Yeah, there's yep. adult stuff to do there too. Yeah. All right, guys, uh, we'll uh, we'll continue the podcast, and our next segment will be the prep spotlight presented by Capital Sports Fieldhouse, and we'll get that going right after this. Capital Sports Fieldhouse is the home of hit and pitch and a whole lot more. The 10,000 square foot turf field can be used for all indoor sports training, including football, baseball, basketball, softball, soccer, and many other activities. Hit and Pitch has seven indoor batting cages with full pitching tunnel and the state-of-the-art hit track training system utilized by MLB organizations. Located in the old Capital Bowl J.C. Penny block on South Washington in Owasso, Michigan. For more details, call Capital Sports and Hit and Pitch at 989-472-4624 or online at capitalsportsfh.com. All right, fellas, I'm going to start it off this week uh, with some wrestling recaps. Uh, the Wrestling Individual Regional Championships took place recently. And Ovid Elsie, 113-pound star, Talon Parson, defending state champ, by the way, improved to 47-0 and in Division Three. We got some great wrestlers in our area. Corona Xavier Anderson, he wanted 157. He now is 50-5 and on the season. Duran's Darren Allward. 41 and 0 at 165. And New Lothrop's Grayson Orr and Davin Lockwood got Division Four crowns at 285 and 120. The question I have for you guys we all played basketball, but in like junior high days, phys ed, did you ever get on the mats and get a taste of it? Never, yeah. nothing, nothing official, but I had so many like good friends that wrestled. Uh, you know, I, I screwed around <laughs> with them, you know, whether it was at parties or I, a couple mm -hmm. friends actually had mats in their houses. And, you know, messing around, stuff like that. And uh, that was enough of, enough of a taste to make me say, I'm, I'm going to stick to stick to basketball. But there is something to I think we've talked about wrestling. There is something to it. That is a really cool sport if you can really dedicate yourself to it. It's exciting, um, too. Yeah. 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 I wrestled one year in uh, uh, seventh grade. I wrestled. I went four and four. I had a four and four record. Um, I, what I've always said about wrestling, it's the most tired I've ever been in a sporting event. That very first <laughs> match I had, I was so gassed. Like I couldn't even fathom, like it was like this past, you know, last couple of days at the gym, man. That's how I felt. 
Um, and I remember one kind of funny story is St. John's at the time, I think they still are. They were like a nationally ranked program. Uh, and we were just like this lowly Corona wrestling team, maybe 10 guys. I was kind of doing it just for the heck of it. No, didn't really care much. Didn't practice too hard in practice. Uh, and we had like a, a dual meet with them. And they had, I kid you not, probably 60 guys on their team doing this whole like, you know, imagine like the New Zealand rugby, like warm up, like you're warming up on the other side of the bat watching this. And how wrestling goes is you kind of just you start going through the match and you get called up when you're on deck. Uh, and you could see who you're going up against. Oh, yeah. And the match kept going, kept going. I hadn't heard my name yet. Hadn't heard my name yet. Finally, our head coach, uh, Mark Clough, RIP, called me over. I don't know if he loved me. I don't know if he was a fan of me or what. But he, I think maybe he could sense how terrified I was. And he's like, hey, yeah, I know they got 60 guys, but just couldn't find the right match for you tonight. So, so you're, you're <laughs> off. <laughs> I did you not, dude. It was like I just won the Super Bowl. I was so happy. Uh, so, yeah, wrestling's a great sport, man. <laughs> Wow. Well, I, my, my one experience with it was in eighth grade phys ed. Picture this. This is this is so embarrassing. So I, I won my first couple matches. And then when you made it to the championship bouts, it was right in front of the whole school, whole junior high. You know, it was like an assembly thing. And I went out to wrestle this kid in my class and I was on my back before you knew it. My nuts were hanging out of my black gym shorts we used to wear. You know, we used to have the short shorts. And I had to do the walk of shame off the mat. And that was my last experience of wrestling. You guys, you guys wrestled in, in phys ed in gym class. Yes. Wow. Yes, we did. Yeah. It's weird. That's a classic unit. You guys used to have some weird units, man. The pool, pool <laughs> unit, that unit. Uh, I forgot the best part of this St. John's story. We had like our top wrestler, Luke Cortez, like heavyweight. Oh, I, remember him. I remember watching him. Like one of the first matches goes up against the St. John's kid. And gets like like Undertaker, like basically like Bane, like versus Batman, gets like broken over this guy's knee. <laughs> and I just remember like everybody looking at each other on the bench, like, oh God, we are in for one tonight, boys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I said, luckily I got out of that one. So oh man. Well, that's it in wrestling. A couple quick things in basketball. Corona earned uh and flip Metro League stars tri championship beating Brandon on Friday night. Wyatt Bauer and 19, Braylon Socia 18. Lake Fenton did the Cavaliers a big favor, knocking off Goodrich. So a three-way tie for the championship in the Flint Metro. Langsburg, they improved to 18-0. Xander Woodruff's 28 led the Wolfpack past Bath. And Duran beat New Lothrop in um, M. Maction as the teams combined for 24 triples. That's, that's a fun night to watch. You're seeing three-pointers rain in all over the place. Do you know what district you're going to be covering? Is it going to be Lanesburg and Ovid Elsie's or going to be Corona's district once the time? One of the two. It's one of the two. I don't, it's a, it's a kind of a toss up because station ownership's going to go where he can sell it. And both districts, you know, have local teams that uh, we do a lot of advertising, have advertising on. So I'll know more when we get to the end of the month, but I don't know for sure yet. So you had to pick which one did you want, do you want to do? Hmm. Part of me wants to say Langsburg, but I, the way I look at it, I'd probably rather do the uh, Chesanine one with Chesanine Duran, Corona, Flint Hamity, and then if Langsburg continues to roll, then we'll just shift over to them for the regionals. You know, that's probably what we'll be looking at. Both yeah. pretty good options, though, that's for sure. Absolutely. All right, fellas, that's the Prep Spotlight presented by Capital Sports Fieldhouse, and we'll be back with our sports potpourri right after this. AZ Printing Solutions, formerly Hankard Sportswear, is a full-service print shop that specializes in screen printing, digital printing, and embroidery. They pride themselves on giving a great product at a great value. The area's go-to printing solution offers a 100% guarantee to exceed your expectations. AZ Printing Solutions has your favorite local spirit wear as well as many other apparel items in stock. Specialty items are available for family, sports, business, and charity events. Call 989-725-2979 or stop into the store in downtown Owasso. Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380. All right, fellas, uh, what a game. I tell you what, 
college basketball, it's finally kind of starting to come into full season here. Teams are starting to look better. I mean, what a totally different day and night game from that first Michigan-Michigan State game where it was like 40 to 40 uh, to this past weekend where both teams were kind of putting up some points and shooting well from the field. I mean, it was a fun game. Uh, the crowd was obviously, you know, it was, you know, kind of a unique environment with everything that's been going on at Michigan State the last week and, you know, all the honoring and all that, the pregame ceremony. And on top of that, they also honored the 2013 team at halftime. Uh, it was a fun team to watch. Uh, Michigan finally kind of pulled through uh, in the fourth quarter or not fourth quarter, but in the final you know five minutes or so uh, when they needed to. Uh, and I'm just ex- excited to see if they can put something together down the stretch. This team is definitely still very flawed. Uh, I felt like Michigan State was getting great looks the whole game and just maybe yeah. wasn't making them, you know, go, especially going into the second half. Uh, Michigan was kind of pulling teeth on offense, but they found a way to win it. Uh, and that's what you have to do. I mean, Dickinson was frustrating to watch in the first half, definitely kind of picked it up in the second half, hit a huge three, uh, which we all loved. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited to see what this team can do down the stretch and if they have what it takes to, you know, maybe make a tournament run. Yeah, that was definitely the game that. It wasn't perfect. It's not like Michigan looked amazing, but you saw like, okay, this is what we hoped they would be, you know, kind of balanced scoring. It it stinks that Jet Howard ended up getting hurt. Hopefully it's not too serious, but, you know, you saw Dickinson, Bufkin, even the the freshmen, Doug and and Reed came in and had some big minutes. Joey Baker had some some big shots. So it was kind of like even – you know, in a, in a group text that we have, Cheddar was getting a lot of hate, but he came up with some yeah. big plays. He's just kind of like a do-it-all, get some dirty plays, junkyard dog type of guy. But that was that was the type of game that made you – and, Jared, you, you mentioned in that text, those are both pretty very below-average teams. You know, yes, we love Michigan and Michigan State, the rivalry and everything, and it was a great game. But it was like, okay, both – neither of these teams are really all that good, you know, going forward in March. Yeah. But – it made you think like, this is what we thought Michigan would be. You know, you got Dickinson obviously as like the centerpiece. And then hopefully these other guys, Bufkin, Jet Howard. And, you know, if there's whoever else steps up, we were like, this is the team that could make a little bit of noise. Now they've just dug themselves into probably too deep of a hole to maybe even give themselves a chance to make the tournament. Unless they, maybe not. Run the, if, if they run the table and win two or three games in the big 10 tournament, I bet they'll yeah. get in, but they really have like, this this game, Michigan. This is probably their signature win over Michigan State, and it's not really that impressive of a win. So, well, you know, I think it yeah. took it took uh, Jared's guy, Juwan, maybe to figure it out a little bit. I think the the roster they have some decent talent on that team, and when he put the two bigs in there for a significant amount of time, I mean, Reed he can't hit a free throw to to save his life, but man, he had a nice game, you know. And you put him in there with Dickinson, play the two bigs down low. And then they have the other three around the perimeter. You know, whoever you're going to have out there, uh, maybe he figured something out there. I'd play this Reed kid more with Dickinson. Yeah, they've they've tried that a couple other times, and it was earlier in the season. So maybe mm-hmm. you know, Reed's a true freshman. So maybe you know, just take taking him a while to shape, get into shape, or you know, whatever you want, however you want to say it. But I think that's definitely almost the way you got to roll. It's not like all of a sudden like they figure something out. They're going to make a run to the Final Four, right? But it's like nothing else has worked the rest of the season. So, yeah, roll with the two big guys and they can feed off of each other. And then you hope that they're knocking down shots, which they were, you know, the other night. So, you know, Michigan State obviously has been through a lot, you know, very probably emotional game to even go out there and play. But they're kind of in the same boat. I mean, they've got a couple other decent wins. They're probably going to figure out a way to get in, into the tournament. But I mean, they're, I, I think they're at 500 in the Big Ten right now. So they need to finish the season strong, win a few games in the Big Ten tournament if, if they want to make the NCAA tournament. So both Michigan and Michigan State right now are in, you know, kind of interesting Almost. positions. I did see a stat. Um, it's kind of crazy. Jawan, since he's been at Michigan, he's 0-4 at Breslin versus Michigan State, mm-hmm. 4-0 at Chrysler versus Michigan State. So it's like, you know, you, you think about those Michigan State games at Breslin, and it makes you like, oh, geez, Juwan's just out of his league. But then he's 4-0 against Michigan State at Chrysler. So it's like, okay, so maybe it's not that bad. So these, these teams have just been split the last, whatever, four years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you notice the difference in, like, the home versus away. I mean, Michigan State had, like, three tomahawk dunks that would have lit the President Center on fire and yeah. probably would have led to, like, a 20-point victory for Michigan State. But then once at the Chrysler, mm-hmm. just the dunk happens, you, you kind of just move on with the game, and, and the next play uh, – 
occurs. If I'm a state fan, I'm really frustrated with this team. I mean, we've we talked about it before. Michigan, at least you have like the excuse, like, yeah, they're young. Bufkin's young. Reed's young. You know, they're kind of still learning. Juwan's still a pretty new coach. Michigan State, uh, this is supposed to be a year that you're supposed to be really kind of stepping into your own. I mean, especially what we saw at the start of the year. We're like, oh, they're playing tough Gonzaga. They're playing tough against Kentucky. They're looking good. Uh, you know, good guards. Uh, they they have athletes, as we could see from them throwing down, you know, three of the best dunks you've seen in college basketball this year last night. It's just frustrating. I don't know what the deal is with that team. Hauser kind of finally showed a little bit of something, but it wasn't enough. Uh, Tyson Walker was getting ate up by freshman Doug McDaniel. Man, he had a game. It just Izzo is losing his mind on the bench. <laughs> it's just a senior head coach like that. I just – you would expect more – from that team. And, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you guys not notice? It seemed like Michigan state and maybe this is a credit to Izzo. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it seemed like they were getting great looks. The offense was flowing. Yeah. They're getting great looks. They just, they're just not very good. Right. Michigan on the and other I, hand was I doing think that's, double screens guy. Like it yeah. looked like it was like, they're pulling their teeth every possession to try to get this, uh, get to the free throw line or get one little simple bucket. Whereas Michigan state was flawless, but yet they lost by 10. It's right. just, it was a perplexing game. If I'm a state fan. Yeah, I think that that's part of it. Michigan is so bad defensively. I mean, they're just like that's they're so killer. bad. They don't have like one of those lockdown Xavier Simpson, Charles Matthews, you know, type of individual defender. And it seems like teams figured out, oh, let's bring Hunter Dickinson out of the paint, like in a pick and roll. <laughs> And no one's going to help get him away from the basket. And it's going to be a wide open layup every single mm-hmm. time. And it seems like that's what Michigan State was doing over and over. Or they would kick it out for an open three. So it was like, yeah, Michigan State's offense really was getting everything they wanted. They just, you know, turned the ball over some and were missing shots. So, well, I don't know, Michigan, like- maybe this is what they needed. Maybe this is a little, you know, kick in the butt and they can be like, all right, let's go. Let's let's roll into March. We might see it. Who knows? And Jared set it up right. I mean, that that was a very entertaining game, and I sat mm-hmm. there and watched every bit of it, and I was just, I just enjoyed it. You know, the the pace of the game was just awesome. I know your team, Jared, the 2013 team, was there with Beeline honored, uh, and then the other thing about that game, I don't know if it'll continue on if the hate is over. I doubt it, but for one night, uh, it was it was very cool to see that you know the rivals came together. They played hard. But, you know, it wasn't that hatred because of the situation at Michigan State about a week ago. Yeah, I, I like the sentiment. You know it's going to be back come football oh, season. Yeah. I know. Football season. The, the rest of the basketball season, maybe they'll keep it amicable. Football season is going to be right back to maybe not tunnel fights like <laughs> last year, but not far off. I mean, it's right. just football seems like football just seems like a different beast right now, but yeah, it, it was cool to see all the, the tributes and everything like that. Very cool. It was. And I just had, it was fun seeing all those guys uh, from the 2013 team back. It was yeah. also kind of funny to see who wasn't there. Mitch McGarry. Right. I, from last I heard, he's got like a dispensary or something in Michigan. Yeah. Uh, it was funny <laughs> to see all these like pro players there, but yeah, Mitch McGarry couldn't make an appearance. I don't know what the deal is with, with that. Read into it what you will. Maybe they're right. not the biggest fans of him, I guess, or something. Uh, but it, it was cool seeing all those guys. And I saw that afterward they were, they were interviewed them all and, Beeline basically said, you know, they need to retire Burke's jersey, um, Stauskas's jersey, and Hardaway's jersey. And I agree with it. I mean, that team, man, that was it was such a fun tournament run. That's everything that was right about college basketball. And I tweeted it out last night. I mean, you look at that team, it was five, six pros on that team. First yeah. rounders, uh, Karis LeVert was like the sixth man. He's, he's a very good pro in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, and it's like you look at those two teams playing last night. It's just a totally different sport nowadays. So that really yeah. was the golden era of college basketball, in my opinion, was right around that stretch, 2005 to about 2015 or so. Yeah, uh, And that I saw, was the best of them all. I saw a clip of Trey Burke last night. or Yeah, it was last night. Um even he even said the same thing basically that you just said that like he didn't realize it when they were in it how good it was you know like when you're just when you're playing you know you're just like yeah i got a good team but then you know you look back and it's like yeah we had like eight nba players on this roster and we were making you know run to the national championship winning big 10 tournaments i mean he was national player of the year you know beeline was one of the best coaches in the country at the time so mm-hmm. that that you know four or five year stretch for Michigan because Stauska stayed, you know, a year later than him and they were still really good. That was, that was some good Michigan basketball, man. And, and Michigan state was really good during that stretch too. So, uh, you know, you take it for granted a little bit. So it's kind of, it, it did make me think 
not not to like make football basketball, but it kind of made me think like trying to appreciate what Michigan football is right now. You know, we're yeah. upset that they lost in the playoffs, you know, the last couple of years, but we we remember the dark days of Michigan football. So it's it's kind of like we this is good right now. This is good. Absolutely. Those damn crooks from Louisville, damn it. Oh, and God. I'll tell you, watching that game, wasn't that something else? And Spike just completely on fire in that first half. How enjoyable was that? That that we, tournament run, I've I've watched that Trey Burke shot against Kansas yeah. at least a hundred times, probably. I mean that that tournament one run was just Incredible. so cool. Spike hitting those shots, and then and then the stupid block that should have been clean. I mean, they, yeah. who knows if they would have won the game after that? But it it was. I mean, you losing the championship. It is it is what it is. I mean, it sucked. That was probably the most defeated I've ever been after a sporting event. Was after that game. Uh, I remember had school the very next morning. God, it was a rough night. Um, but yeah, no, what, at least what I love about when, that run when the ahead. Mo Wagner when the Mo Wagner team lost in the title game to Villanova. That was just a blowout. Yeah. Villanova was just like incredible. Louisville, it was like no Michigan should have won that game. No, the, yeah. that Michigan team was a national championship team. Just yeah. couldn't get it done. Exactly. Uh, but what I loved about that team, man, and this is a love this deep dive. Uh, just the, the thing that makes tournament runs magical is when you have a stud point guard, and that's what Michigan had. Trey Burke, ball in his hands with the clock going down. That's who you wanted. Uh, mm-hmm. And I mean, the Kansas game, you have to circle that. I mean, what an incredible game that was. Then you had the fun Final Four game with Florida, Nick Scouts just making six threes or whatever it was. Um, it, it was just, it was a blast. Uh, and that was the golden era. Like I said, I mean, we'll never have anything like it again. Even if we have a team that maybe makes uh, to a championship game or something like that, it just never will be the same level of basketball that we saw back then. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent agree. You know, and it also keeping it on basketball, we're recording this on Sunday night, the all-star games going on. And, uh, you know, Jared, you were, you were, we were doing that text tra- uh, trail. I never even heard of this Max McClung guy. My goodness, what a story that is! That's the first I've even heard his oh. name. Yeah, he he he's one of the. I mean, viral. It's been around for a while, but he was very viral, yeah. I yeah. guess, with his high school, you know, mixtapes and everything. Jared, you definitely remember all his highlight films and stuff. I mean, he he's he ended up being a decent college player, but he he seemed like he was going to be one of those dudes that was just a YouTube sensation. But mm-hmm. he was actually like a pretty good basketball player i mean he's on he's on an nba roster so i mean he's actually you know pretty good obviously but now his, his dunks he put on a show it was pretty cool yeah he that's you know i'm gonna say this because and it's funny that ted says he doesn't know who he was because what was annoying me during this entire dunk contest was how Shaq said it uh right before they did the final championship round whoever the sideline reporter said it uh where it was basically like no one knows who you are Really? Dude, he's the only guy that I knew in this dunk contest. He's the only guy I knew. Kenyon Martin Jr., Jericho Sims. I mean, let me just talk about Jericho Sims for a second. What the hell was that performance? Two yeah. elbow-in-the-rim dunks. And his final dunk, where he had the envelope and he had to unwrap it, was maybe the cringiest like thing I'd ever seen. It was yeah. the worst dunk in the world. It took him like 30 seconds to get the thing unwrapped. Nobody was cheering. Uh, whoever his like yes men were that were previewing his dunks before you know in in training camp or whatever and said those are going to win you this thing they deserve to be penalized man what was that uh mac mcclung though people are complaining about him you know being a g-leaguer in this in this uh in the dunk contest i don't care he made me watch and guess what he was the one that they had close close it out in the rounds one and two and then at the end as well because he was the biggest star in the entire thing ted i can't believe you never heard of this guy i mean I saw you tweeted out his highlights. That must have blown your mind watching his high school. It did because now you know. Hey, give this boomer a break, man. I can't keep up on all these young kids and their high school (laughs) tapes for God's sakes. But (laughs) but you know, and here's the end. It's the NBA uh, dunk contest. So give me a little bit of slack. But yeah, impressive, impressive as can be, man. Yeah, I see what what you're talking about from that highlight reel that I retweeted pretty impressive no he he's a he's a player and, and like i said he, he had a decent career he played at texas tech and he, he played a second place too but um, he started at georgetown then transferred right. to texas tech yeah. then he went okay. to texas tech and he was pretty good at texas tech but uh the the dunk contest thing like i think it's become one of those things where like halftime shows we talk about it with halftime shows with you know other other things like that even just like movies or whatever people are just gonna hate on everything and talk about it was so much better back in my day, or it was so much better 
And then all they think about are like maybe the, the Michael Jordan Dominique or like some of the, the Spud Web or some of the very, very top, the ones that are the legendary ones. But it's like overall, the, if you look at some of the old dunk contest tapes, they were doing the most generic dunks ever. I mean, yes, Michael Jordan did some legendary stuff. Dominique Wilkins, yep. Spud Webb was only 5'3", or whatever he was. Awesome. That's legendary stuff. But, like, overall, that's not, like, what it was all the time. Overall, some of these dunk contests were pretty pitiful. And, like, yeah. dudes nowadays, yeah, the envelope thing, or they're trying to jump over cars, or, you know, like, they're putting on costumes. They're just trying to like do something different, you know what I mean? So like the people that are hating, it's like, come on, man! Like, what what would you do if you are you just going to go out there and try and do a dunk? You know, you're mm-hmm. going to try and do something different. You're going to try and think of something cool that's going to go viral. You're going to think try and think of something that's going to be like the next thing everyone talks about with the dunk contest. Sometimes it doesn't work, like the envelope thing this year didn't work. But you know, if he pulled it off, you know, that. maybe that would have been the coolest thing ever. But you know. Yeah, if, you, if you got if you can jump like McClung, then you just go out there and try and pull off a 540 or 720, see what happens. Yeah, I this was fun. He's 5'11, man. It's <laughs> right. crazy. Wow. And in, in my and if I was like if I was advice advising these guys, you know, I mean we saw with some of these other dunks these guys were doing, Kenny Martin Jr., um, where they're like, you know, they're getting crazy hang time, but it's you can't really qualify it. You can't quantify right. it, excuse me. Mm-hmm. So just bring out somebody and jump over them. I mean, it's right. not rocket science. That always will make you. That always makes you like watch when you see them bring out somebody. Uh, even Mac McClung, where they had like the his very first dunk, where he had that guy like on another guy's shoulders in like hilarious position. Uh, I mean, he's fun to watch, and I'm rooting for him. I mean, people that were you know NBA players like Draymond at one point during it, as he had the sweetest dunk of the night. And Dr- first thing Draymond says, "Why is he using a G League ball? Why does he get to use a G yeah. League ball?" Right. Well, for one, at one point, Kenyon Martin Jr. used a ball that looked like it came from the Death Star that was all black <laughs> and like see-through. And two, it's not even any difference. Same, just what it's got a different logo on it. I mean, right. I love Draymond. Right. He's gonna be great, you know, when he does step, step off the court, you know, whatever he does. But just an idiotic comment at that point. Yeah. You could just tell yeah. he was salty that this G League guy was stealing the show. Are you guys yep. both on board with? And I, I'm not gonna say I'm a grumpy old man. You know, I'll, I'll roll with the flow, the changes in the all-star game and, you know, the dunk contest and everything. But my thought on the dunk contest, what it used to be like, yeah, maybe they weren't quite as spectacular dunks, but the stars participated. Right. And you know, now the stars don't even, they don't give a damn. They don't, you know, they don't participate. They, they hang around and basically have a party while they watch the other guys dunk. Yeah, that, that's definitely one difference. A lot of times, you know, the, the stars would be in the ones in the 80s and 90s. Not mm-hmm. all of them. Like, if you, I, I ended up going back and looking at the contestants, and it wasn't right. all stars. You know, like, maybe the top two were, but then the rest of the people contesting were like, man, who are some of these guys? Um, so, But obviously, you know, LeBron's never done it. Or, you know, Zion is yet to do it. Zion would be one that everyone wants to see Zion do it. Um, you know, other other people like that. Kobe did it once, you know, yeah. and won it. But so he's got he at least had that mark. But that would be that is definitely a hand up. That is one difference. You know, the stars nowadays, they don't they don't really seem to care uh, about doing the dunk contest. Yeah. I still I still enjoy all the all star stuff. I'm not going to mm-hmm. act like I've watched every single minute of everything from all star weekend. But the all star games on right now. It's entertaining. It, you know, the first three quarters or whatever, it is ridiculous. There's no defense, you know, but it's fun. These dudes are just out there, you know, throwing alley-oops and jacking up 50-foot shots and stuff, you know. Right. Once they, like, lock it down in the fourth quarter or however they do it, they do the Elon scoring thing or whatever, um, you know, that, that actually gets very entertaining. But I, yeah. I like the All-Star game. I like it. I do, I do too. I love it. And I, I love the All-Star – the dunk or the dunk contest is always a must-watch event. For me, I I watch it every year. I love it. (laughs) Um, As for the one thing I will complain about with All-Star Weekend, I mean, I think we all are in agreement here. I think everybody in the world is in agreement. The skills competition. This is the worst (laughs) event that's ever been made. Why is it still a thing? One thing I tell you what the boomers had right, the pig competition way back in the day. Pistol Pete and and guys of that ilk. Uh, Bring it back. I'll fix it right now. Yep. Uh, two, you got four guys in this pig tournament, you know, two guys play each other, two guys play each other, two guys play in the championship. Mm-hmm. Maybe it takes, you know, another 15, 20 minutes to get it done at the all-star weekend, but it is what it is. I mean, that's even that is like a half baked idea. And I still think right. it's way better than whatever the heck that was last night, where one of the teams was team Antetokounmpo and Giannis wasn't even playing. Right. <laughs> 
why is that a team? I mean, <laughs> right. good God, man. Right. That needs to be solved. Yeah, that, that could go away. I like three-point contest is cool. That's Dunk like contest good. is cool. And then, you know, if if you're into like the rising stars or the celebrity game, you know, those are kind of fun or whatever. But as far as, yeah, skills competition can go. If, if they want to throw pig in, okay. But three-point shootout and dunk contest, those those are the only two you really need to me. Last thing on the All-Star game, guys. Um, are you are you on board with the whole way they've changed things around with the draft and, you know, the two captains, you know, drafting the players? You like that? I think it's fun. Yeah, I, I like it. It makes it fun. And I just wish we were talking, I, I wish they would start it a little earlier is the only thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think it just makes it fun. It brings out a little personality, you know, you get to see yeah. them, you know, it makes you think about when you played at elementary school recess or whatever, picking teams or whatever, but it, I don't know. It, it doesn't like make or break it for me, but it is yep. fun. Yep. Yeah. And that's what I loved about it this year is they, they did the whole schoolyard drafting, you know, right before the game starts, they drafted the teams. So yeah. Yep. No, I love it. I got no problems with the All Star game. Uh, they play hard in the fourth quarter. They so what else can you want? Uh, have fun the rest of the three quarters and just get your popcorn out. You got it, man. All right, let's uh, let's wrap up this podcast with a little bit of entertainment tonight. Coming up right after this. Looking to buy items online? Go to CRAuctions.com. All you need to do is download the app to your phone or computer and start buying and selling today. CRAuctions.com will market your items all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy something, we can help with that too. Just go to CRAuctions.com. Search our inventory and place your bid. Plus, there are online auctions for farm machinery, firearms, automobiles, and truckloads of overstocked items. It's fast, it's easy, and you will get results. Get the app and check out CRAuctions.com today. All right, guys, I got just a a couple things here for you. Um, I watched another Oscar-nominated movie on Netflix. I don't know if you've already seen it or haven't seen it. All Quiet on the Western Front. It's an old title. It's, It's... you know, that movie, it's probably the third or fourth time it's been remade. This time, I think it was a German production. But, it, you know, we all watched Saving Private Ryan. And this movie had about three or four battle scenes that were about as intense as that first scene in Saving yeah. Private Ryan. So that part, I got to give it high praise. It was uh, it was well done. Uh, you know, the, the fight scenes were just unbelievable. The story was good. I could see why it was nominated for an Oscar. So if you're looking for something to watch that's intense, check it out. All Quiet on the Western Front. It's on Netflix right now. Is it after, is it um, the book, All Quiet on the Western Front? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much follows the, the, the book completely. Did you have to read that in school or something? Or yeah. Did you just read yeah. That? Actually, I, I enjoyed that book. It was, it was a, a good read. Yeah. Also, one other thing I got, uh, you, you guys listen to podcasts periodically other than our own. And, you know, some people will come up to me and they'll talk to me and say, yeah, I was listening to this podcast and I have no idea what they're talking about. You know, it's probably interesting because they're bringing it up to me. But, you know, I'm a pretty simple guy. I like my entertainment stuff. And, uh, you know, I talked about the podcast I was listening to with Dana Carvey and David Spade, the behind the scenes thing with Saturday Night Live. Well, this one has been out quite a long time, but I was a huge Office fan. You guys, office fans, yeah. And uh, Pam Beasley and Angela, they host this one, you know, yeah. the characters, and it, it's deep dive into every episode. I think I'm up to about episode five or six right now. I think it just got through the first season. It's well done, man. They they tell you all kinds of behind the scenes things, and it's a quick listen. And it's and you know they have a great chemistry. If you're looking for something new, something in the entertainment world, if you were the Office fan. I recommend this. It was it was very yeah, entertaining. Yeah. It, I haven't listened you know, to whole episodes. I've heard clips and mm-hmm. many multiple coworkers and friends talk about listening to that too because they were big Office fans. So right, I, I need to uh, check it out sometime. You need to. Well, it's not even the best. Kevin Malone, I'm drawing a blank on his name, has a podcast. Same premise. Way same better. thing. Yeah, it's, it's way so better. better. Okay. Yes. Way behind the scenes, how the Office created. Like, well, like it's just so much, so much better edited. It's awesome. So uh, you've so listened. You've listened recommend. to this one, then you're saying you've listened. Yeah, I've listened to, to them both. Okay, yeah, that one okay. is the, is the premier Office podcast. If you're looking for that, all right, um, I'll take a listen. Couple of things uh, from me on Entertainment tonight. Um, one, I'll just give my quick review of the Full Swing. Uh, if yeah. you remember, I've been typing it up for a while on Netflix. It was it was solid. 
Um, I think Rory McIlroy is probably the the big winner in this. He came across really well. Brooks Kepka, probably the biggest loser. He just came across like a dope man. I, I like Kepka. I've always liked him. But it's just every time they talk to him, it's like, I, he, like he didn't know who the Masters champion was that year. He had to think about it for like a couple minutes. Um, there's one sequence where he's like, it, the whole thing is about how he's like, he's playing bad. You know, he's been playing bad. He can't get out of his head. He's, he's in his head the whole time. And one of the sequences, it's like his his wife or fiance, I guess, Jenna Sims is like trying on all these different outfits, like wanting his opinion. And I mean, I guess we've all been there. He's he's given like one word answers to like everything she's trying on. And then they just like, they do him dirty with the edit. They like bring in his like interview underneath. He's like, yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, Jenna, whoever's talking, like, and I'm just like, I can't even think about it. I'm just thinking about my golf swing, you know, how, what I got to do to fix my golf swing. <laughs> so I thought those two guys were kind of the big winners and losers. Uh, I didn't like how they edited it. It was kind of weird. So they they basically did eight episodes following a different person for each eight episodes. And because of that, it's like they would go back to like the waste management open like four, three or four times throughout the series. And by the second time, you already knew who like won it. You already know the who's you already knew the whole storyline. Hmm. Uh, it was just kind of bizarre how it was done. I don't know if, if, if I could have done it better. Probably not, obviously. But it just was – I didn't like how they did that. I wish they would have just gone serial throughout the entire PGA right. season. Whatever stories they had to tell, you know, segmented at each portion, they could have done that. I just – it just was weird to me how they how they edited it. Uh, and what it really just kind of showed me was – is and what I always talk about, Last Chance You. I mean, it's the, it's the standard for sports docuseries. I mean, they're just so good storytellers. When you're watching a Last Chance You episode, it feels like you're watching a movie for 45 minutes. When you were watching this, it, it felt like you were watching like a music video or something for 45 minutes. Just how all the quick cuts and you don't really know what's going on half the time. You're, you're, you're in a story for two minutes, then you're quickly jumping. Uh, so I liked it. I mean, I watched all of it, you know, in a few days. So I, sh- I, I can't crap on it too hard, but I just, I just was expecting a little bit more. Uh, yeah. So, I've seen some mixed reviews too that some people even saying they would not recommend it just because of kind of what you said. I mean, it wasn't the behind the scenes stories about the PGA and stuff like that. Like, you know, like what I think what people were hoping for, but you know, I I think for golf junkies who really like the players and, you know, stuff like that, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll come off. All right. But little yeah. disappointing because I, I was excited for it too. And when I started, you know, your review and hearing some other reviews, I was kind of like, I actually don't know if I'm going to watch this now. Fingers crossed on the, uh, the new one with Damon and Affleck, the Nike story. Yeah. You think that's going to be good? Have you heard any I, pre-reviews? I think it, I mean, with the cast alone and the story, right. I would think it, I would think Jordan was probably involved at least. So it's a, so it's as accurate, you know, as they can do with the story so i i think it has all the potential in the world i guess you know we'll see but yeah it it it, it, the cast is what has me holding off hope i I just i just doubt that all the you know damon affleck uh bateman that they would all attach their name to something that's not gonna be good that's my hope the trailer at first i thought it looked awesome the more and more i've seen it i I don't know it's it seems like they're not really talking to michael jordan at all throughout it they're talking to his parents which you just know that's not how that situation went down (laughs) <laughs> uh, I don't even need to read a book or, or know anything about it. It's definitely it was probably Michael Jordan and his manager, not his parents, like dealing with the whether or not he was going to sign with Nike or not. So I just think that's kind of funny. That's been a very prevalent part of each trailer. Yeah. Uh, so no, I, I guess I'm, that's I, that's my thing. Like I, I'd be curious if that wasn't the case. Like I w- I would think like if they're going to do this movie, they're going to do it as accurate as they can. You know what I mean? Right. So, you would like, think if, so. Like if if they're going to make it like they had to deal with Jordan's parents the whole time for this, you know, negotiation, I would think that would be how it went down. Like they wouldn't yeah, lie maybe, about, or otherwise Jordan, right. otherwise Jordan's going to come out with his own movie and yeah. bash everything that they did, you know? So, or it just know. seems like a, you know, I mean, we saw it with Showtime. I mean, they had nailed the magic Johnson casting uh, in oh, that yeah. HBO show. I mean, it's not that it's not impossible to cast a Michael Jordan character in this. So oh, it's yeah. just weird that I, we haven't seen him in any of the trailers. Yeah, uh, he's a pretty big part of that story uh, about him <laughs> right. and signing with Nike. So it'd just be weird if he wasn't really in it. Yeah, they um, should have casted Michael B. Jordan. Use him. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I got one more final thing uh, for Ted Entertainment tonight. And this is dating back to last week. Ted, if you remember, 
You had the totally crazy comment that Garth Brooks should be the next halftime performer at the Super Bowl. Yeah. The more and more I think about that, it's still just jarring. I mean, <laughs> who's he, who is he going to bring out as his like special guest? I mean, Conway Twitty saying that's my job. I just, <laughs> I just, I can't get over that. And you asked us who we would have as our, as our halftime show. So I just made a quick list five minutes before we recorded this. Yeah. Uh, number one, like we talked about last week, Taylor Swift. Right. Uh, number two, Drake. He's got so many hits. People will say, oh, maybe not. He's a hip-hop guy, rap. If you really go down Drake's catalog, he, he rivals anyone, maybe ever. Yep. Uh, a lot of hits. A lot of songs with billions of views on YouTube. He yep. definitely has the catalog to pull it off. Uh, number three, we talked about him as well, Justin Bieber. Bieber. Yeah. He's, been a, he's been popular for a long time now. Like uh, 13 years, I believe he's kind of been in the spotlight. So he's 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 had a few different phases of of his career, and he's still stayed popular. And his music is, his music has continued to be good. Girls would love it. Some guys would love it. I, I would be somewhat of a fan of it. So yeah. let's have Bieber perform. Uh, and then Post Malone, he just performed. You know, before pregame of uh, this All Star game, Ted, that you love Post Malone. That Remember was good. When you famously I... listened to him on a Sunday morning on Siri for like an hour to get to figure out what the kids were into way back when. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. he's great. What's on a great show. So that's well, my four. I enjoyed uh, the whatever song it was he sang there at the All Star game. That's pretty good. Yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah, that's a good list. I know uh, a friend of the podcast, Craig. He he has always said Jonas Brothers yeah. should be doing a halftime show, and they, they probably have enough hits. They could pull off a halftime show. Um, yeah, I think That'd I think it'd be cool. It, some some throwbacks, you know, they had they had the hip hop throwbacks, you know, with um, you know, Eminem and Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre last year. If they came out with a boy band throwback and had like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, mm-hmm. that that might like that might break everything just because everyone's been waiting for them to like do a throwback tour or something. New kids yeah. on the block too. New kids on the block. That that could be something that would be pretty cool. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, let me hey, jump. Let me I jump think back your, in here. Your list is pretty solid, though. You're, I got yeah, to jump back in for a second, though. Let's let's just say, for example, they did they did go with Garth Brooks for oh, us my. old boomers. <laughs> no, so so why wouldn't they have country? Is there is there other country artists? Other, I mean, who would you throw out there? It's, it's one of I the mean, biggest guess, genres of music. I guess it would be you know Tim McGraw probably would be a part of that. Tim McGraw, like Faith yeah. Hill. Dude, so you put I, him I ahead know, of Garth Brooks. Ever had a country act for halftime? I don't know if I've I ever ever remember it. Well, I, that's why I'm just bringing it up, you yeah, know, because sure. you know, country music probably is the number one genre throughout the country. They don't put on a show, though. They don't. I know. Feel like well, if, it, if they yeah. went country, it would have yeah. to be one of the newer country artists, like a yeah. Luke Combs, okay. like a Morgan Wallen, even someone people people don't even count them as country, but someone like a Florida Georgia Line that mm-hmm. like puts on a great show. Garth Brooks is a legend, of course. But all he's gonna do is stand up there with his guitar and just strum it and sing. Like that's not really like a Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. I think that's you're shortchanging the guy, man. No, I, you're I stuck do. in whatever. What was it, Central Park, like 2002 or whatever? That big yeah, concert. Yeah, these country music festivals days, down in Nashville, man. They put on a show, so I, I don't know. I'm speaking up for the country fans out there. No, I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. I would just be curious how good of a show it would be. You know what I mean? Because well, people, people well, want to see, like, show. people want to see kind what... of a young person thing. I mean, you got to have all these dancers and stuff to entertain people, or can you play good music and you know put on a little bit of a show? I don't know. I think for the for the Super Bowl halftime show, I think it has to it's it's become something. It's almost more entertainment. Okay, you know, uh, at least you know to me. Because <laughs> even, even think about last year's show with all the hip hop artists, they could have just gone out there and stand up, stood up on stage and rapped. But they had all the different stages yeah. they went to. They had a car. They had all the dancers and all the different areas that they were going to. Hmm. Country yeah. artist version of a, of a show is what Garth Brooks did in Detroit, throwing on a Barry Sanders jersey and calling it. <laughs> That's what their version of a show is, man. All right. All right. I, I guess I'm just heading to the graveyard, you know. <laughs> what can I tell you? Fair enough. Though. That's why it'd be interesting anyway. That's why we have this this podcast. We got three yeah. different generations. All the old geezers like me are saying, "Yeah, I agree with you, Ted." But uh, <laughs> the majority Conway. of our listeners are saying, "Man, Ted, you're crazy." So we'll leave it at that. Hank hey, Williams, we, Conway Twitty, and Conway Twitty. That's Garth the comment that, that that's back. a comment of the night. I will I will say real quick. I so I watched last week's Last of Us, and yeah, you weren't kidding about the zombies in that one. This this show <laughs> is fantastic. It is. I'm just I I can't wait for each new episode. There, it, it's just great. 
Yeah, well, you're yeah, going to watch the All-Star I mean, game tonight and catch up on it, right? Yeah, that's yeah. all I'll say. It's kind of a tough – I think, yeah, I think I'll save Last of Us for tomorrow night. I mean, you got to watch the All-Star game tonight. Amen. Yeah. All right, guys, let's bail out of here. I know, Matt, you yeah. were looking at the TV. I was looking at the TV. Yeah. Jared's looking at the TV. And yeah. one thing I noticed, <laughs> absolutely zero defense. There's just oh, yeah. dunks and layups and easy open jumpers, which is what we expected. Still the know, first so. half. That's right. All right, everybody. This has been the Three Point Podcast presented by Memorial Healthcare's Now Community Wellness Center and SkyMint Cannabis. SkyMint Cannabis, farm to stash, grown right here in Michigan. Beautiful new growth processing facility at the former Summit Building in Diamonddale. Over 15 locations throughout the state of Michigan. Check out their new SkyMint Reserve. And uh, if you're over 21, go online at skymint.com. Check out all the latest deals out there. New customers at Corona. Stop into the store, use the coupon code 3.20, 20% off SkyMint products. And Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center, uh, just a great place. They, they're over a 1,000 members now, growing every single day. Uh, guys, remember, keep put those towels on. But uh, learn more by going online at memorialhealthcare.org. Commitment, compassion for life, providing care for you since 1921. We also want to thank AZ Printing Solutions, Capital Sports Fieldhouse, Pro Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. Uh, Jared, have a safe trip. I know you got a couple free days out there, don't you? Are going to hang by the pool or anything, or is it a little too cool? No, I mean, it's perfect temperature here. Uh, i just been, hey, I'm still in boot camp, man. Can't can't do, been going for the walks and getting the workouts in, sauna and up. Uh, that's mm-hmm. about it. So nothing else really on the agenda. Sounds good. Uh, also remember Z92.5's Game of the Week coming up Friday, February 24th, Fowlerville at St. John's. And until next time, so long, everybody. Peace and love. Be kind. Thanks for listening. Hey, gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan chapter, serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease, and every 90 minutes, someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org. Three Point Podcast is a Sportsnet Michigan Three Point Podcast production. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at Three Point Pod or by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.